0: The announcements designed to impel people to return. The headings often say coming soon, which basically means it's coming. Today I stand to announce that a desirable and positive change is on the way. So, I say to every believer in here that's going through and you need a change to happen in your life, you came to the right place. Because I'm standing today to say a desirable and positive change is on the way. If that's good news, sure, by putting some hands together. In just two words, I say, it's coming. It's not here yet, but it's coming. I cannot tell you when, but I can say, it's coming. (laughs) Job did not know exactly when his change would come, but he had faith that it's coming. Again, in your Bible, you will notice in Job chapter 14, verse 14, uh, uh, in the King James Version of the Bible, it says, If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Reading the same verse from the ESV perspective of the Bible, it reads, If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my service... I would wait till my renewal should come. For those of you who are taking notes, Job spoke these words after losing almost everything and everybody of importance to him in chapters 1 and 2. He spoke these words after his so-called friends. I'm not going to call him, call these individuals real friends. I'll call them so-called friends. And be mindful, a whole lot of folk we refer to as friends are really just so-called friends. (laughs) He spoke these words after his so-called friends interrogated and falsely accused him. Actually, after Zophar spoke in chapter Eleven. Job then responded in chapters 12, 13, and 14. After Job responded to Zophar in chapters 12, 13, and 14, another so-called friend named Eliphaz, uh, he hit Job with, a, uh, with more accusations in chapter 15. Job began chapter 14, verse 14. Look at somebody say, our oh, sermonic text. <laughs> Job began chapter 14, verse 14, with an interesting question If a man die, shall he live again? This is a question that only can be answered correctly in the Bible. Reading. What philosophers and others say about life after death will not give you factual information unless they are elucidating what the Bible says. Hear this, my beloved. Biblically, after death, uh, people experience eternity. People experience eternity in heaven if they die having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. People experience eternity in hell if they die not having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. A relationship with God through Jesus Christ is established when people are saved. Yesterday, I saw a young lady while she was walking on her t-shirt was John 3.16. Good passage. Wonderful scripture. Not only telling us about God's love, but how to be saved. Let's do it together, everybody. John 3.16. Let's do it. Come on. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Another scripture that my salvation hinges upon is Romans 10 and 9, which says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. People need to know that they cannot escape eternity. Suicide will end life on this side. Nevertheless, suicide will not prevent one from experiencing eternity. To commit suicide and die without Jesus will make matters worse because no hell here is as bad as the real hell hereafter. In chapter 14, verse 14, the A portion, Job raised the question if a man die, shall he live again? In chapter 14, the B portion, Job made a statement all the days of my appointed time will I wait. Till my change comes. So when we read Job chapter 14, we see it consists basically of two parts. Uh, The A part, uh, Job in the A part, Job is raising a question. In the B part, Job is making a statement. And it's that statement that we're dealing with today in this message. Job recognized that his days in this world were limited, and his expiration, look at somebody say his death was divinely appointed. I need to say that again because all of us need to uh, have that same realization. Job uh, recognized uh, that his days in this world uh, uh, were limited and his expiration was divinely appointed. However, while still alive, Job was determined to wait until... uh, his change was come. Let's see if we can do a little uh, word, uh, exegetical exercise with um, uh, this beat portion of verse 14. Uh, uh, for example, when Job said, wait, I, I recognize that all of my Bible readers are not at the North Campus. I got folk here at the South Campus who love the Bible also, amen. Uh, when Job said, wait, in verse 14, The word wait in that verse derives from the Hebrew word yachal, which means to wait with patience, to wait with hope, to wait with expectation. It's not just waiting and being aloof uh, But it's waiting with a purpose. Uh, You're waiting having patience. You're you're waiting having hope. And you're waiting having an expectation. When Job said, till my change comes. The word change uh, derives from the Hebrew word. Uh, The Hebrew word, uh, "halifa." And that word halifa means to, to not only change, but it means renew, it means replace, it means relief. The concept was com- was commonly applied when, when one was replacing garments, you know how often we say changing clothes. When those days when people would say they're about to change their clothes, uh, they would use the Hebrew word uh, uh, halifa. Well, changing clothes, putting on something better, and that's, that's what's happening with us. We're in the midst of changing to put on something better. That word change also de- denotes a relief from death. A believer experiences e- e- eternal life in heaven after death, which is a relief from death. I need to transition from those days to these days. You know, as we study the Bible, we we should always try to understand what it meant in those days Uh, because we really cannot uh, uh, transition to these days um, until we first start with those days. And and once we understand what the scripture was saying and what it meant in those days, then we can shift over to see what it's saying to us in those days these days. So, why don't you do your hand with me right now. We're going to, come on, do this. Uh, we're moving from those days to these days. Uh, go ahead and praise God for that. Amen. That's good. That's good. So, here, here, in a statement, as Job had faith that his change was coming. Look at, listen to these days. God wants us to have faith. That our change is coming. Say it again, Pastor. As Job had faith that his change was coming, God wants us to have faith that our change is coming. So, I, I, so maybe I need to be even more direct, to that, that be a blessing to somebody who needs to hear uh, something very encouraging. I'm going to say it just like this Your change is coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yes, yes. Uh, And in case, in case, in case your neighbor did not hear me, uh, but that neighbor might hear you. When you look at somebody right now, just say, "Your change is coming." Uh, That's the key idea for today's message. People outlining this message, Uh, uh, the key idea that you want to write down is, "Your change is coming." Because it's the key idea, because it's perhaps the most um, important statement in the message, uh, I I, I do need us to reiterate it. So, let's all say it together. Everybody repeat. Your change change. is coming. If if that's good news to anybody, go ahead and show it by giving God some glory. Your change is coming. Now, I recognize when we say your change is coming, uh, is coming, that denotes future tense. So so, so we need to deal with the present tense. Uh, It's coming, well, how should you be in the meantime? (laughs) It's good to know that it's coming, but how should you be in the now? Uh, Are y'all still with me, everybody? Well, first of all, hear this, uh, be godly. Everybody say, be godly. Uh, To be godly. Godly means to be God-like. To be godly means uh, to be God-fearing. So when we uh, uh, behave like God, we are being godly. Uh, When we fear, meaning have reverence for God, we are being godly. Do you understand? So while waiting for your change to come, God wants you to be godly. Somebody's change uh, is being delayed because in the meantime, you're not being godly. While going through whatever you're going through and and waiting on the Lord to turn your situation around, God is saying to you, in the meantime, I need you to be godly. Watch out for these don'ts. Let me me share a few don'ts with you. Uh, In the meantime, don't become evil. Did y'all hear that? Just because someone else is being evil toward you, this does not justify being evil in return. You do recognize that you can never defeat the devil by acting like the devil. If the devil's coming at you, God does not want you to start acting like him. But hear this, if you're living godly and that devil just keeps working through the certain individuals coming at you, consider yourself blessed when others mistreat you. Wow. That's something different. I hope everybody's ears are perked. Instead uh, 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 Instead of considering yourself to be the victim, I'm saying if you are a child of God and other people are constantly picking on you, consider yourselves blessed. Amen. I think I got your attention. Pastor, why you said what well, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. And then Jesus said, rejoice. And be exceeding glad. Underline that word glad because that's going to be another point later. Be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So if you're going through and people mistreating you, the Bible says consider yourself blessed. Because really what's happening, the devil's working through that, those individuals knowing that you got a great reward in, he- in heaven. Somebody go ahead and praise God for that. Let me share another don't for us in the meantime. You're waiting for your change to come and I'm saying, in the meantime being godly and then I'm dropping in your lap some nuggets that you got to watch out for some don'ts. Uh, uh, the first is, I, 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 well, I began by saying don't become evil. Here's another don't you want to watch out for. Don't become hostile. Yes. When we are going through something tough, we cannot allow, allow ourselves to become I mean, sometimes we are a little irritable, which means we can also become easily irritated. But you need to recognize others do not deserve to become your punching bag. Walking around with a chip on your shoulder is not godly. Let me give you another don't. I said don't. Uh, don't don't become evil, don't become hostile. Let me give you one more don't. While you're waiting on your change to come, don't become worldly. Everybody say worldly. <laughs> Dealing with the crises of life is not easy. So I'm acknowledging what you're going through is not easy. If you're going through some, something right now, it's alright. Look at your neighbor and just say, it ain't easy. <laughs> Living the way the world lives and doing what the world does cannot be options for Christians. So whatever way the world is living, whatever, whatever the world is doing to get through whatever they're going through, I'm saying to you as a believer, this cannot be your way of coping. Job, for example, never compromised. He 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 did not do anything worldly while suffering he he maintained his integrity despite being tempted by his wife he he continued to be Godly, despite being falsely accused by his so-called friends. So I'm saying, remember, God has to get the glory in whatever we are going through. You know, that's a that's a that's an operative concept for us right now. That God wants uh, to, us to hear over and over, whatever we are going through, God's got to get the glory. So in your toughest moments, uh, you got to encourage yourself in the Lord and remind yourself that God's got to get the glory. I cannot throw in the tie. I cannot quit because God's got to get the glory in this situation. So I say to everyone in here, continue to be godly. Will you go ahead and give God a hand of praise for that? Secondly, we say it's coming. Yet the question on the floor is what should we be in the meantime? First, I said, be godly. Now, secondly, I'm I'm saying, be glad. (laughs) Everybody say glad. Glad. We are glad when it has already come, and we should be. Yes, it is. I'm saying when, when blessings come our way, blessings we've already experienced, we're glad, and we should be glad. I mean, after all, why live looking sad? about something that happened in the past when God has delivered you in the present. I mean, something happened to you in your past and no, it was not a good situation. But hear this, God has has blessed you to move from that past to your present. He has blessed you to get over that situation and got you in a better situation now. And you mean to tell me now you're in a better situation but you're still gonna be sad and mad because of that previous situation. If you were once lost but now found be glad if you were once sick but now healed be glad if, if you were once uh, addicted but but now delivered be glad if you were once troubled uh, yeah uh, but now relieved uh, be glad Thus, we should be glad uh, when it has already come. But here this. If it has not already come, uh, we should be glad knowing that it's coming. I mean, hear this, and that's really, this is what this point is all about. I mean, uh, naturally, if you've already been blessed, you ought to be glad. Uh, but even if your blessing hasn't come yet, that's where I am right now. I'm saying, in the midst of waiting uh, for your change to come, uh, you ought to still be glad. Why? Because it's coming. It's not like uh, you're going to be stuck in this situation forever. It's not like your situation is going to be forever. Uh, Are y'all listening to me? It's not going to be perpetual. I'm saying be glad because it's coming. Let me see if I can illustrate uh, a a childhood emotion that I used to uh, experience. Uh, After Thanksgiving, my, my family would beautify our house with Christmas decorations. As Christmas approached, I became glad knowing that it's coming. Uh, Did y'all hear what I'm saying? We're talking about maybe December the 10th. We're talking about uh, December, uh, maybe the 15th. Maybe even December the 20th. I mean, Christmas is the 25th. But but we're talking about days, uh, weeks prior to Christmas. But yet, after Thanksgiving, uh, I'm glad about a day that has not arrived yet. But I'm glad because I know it's coming. Uh, Do y'all see the point I'm trying to make here? Likewise, uh, even with your change that has not come, your change that that perhaps you can't even visualize, uh, if you have faith that it's coming, uh, I'm saying right now, be glad. Uh, Come on now, come on, come on, come on, come on. Because we want God to be glorified through every aspect of our lives, and that's the point. We want God to get the glory in every area of our lives. So I'm going to say it again. Because we want God to be glorified through every aspect of our lives. Consider the glory God gets when we are glad in the midst of our storm. I mean, it's natural for folk to be frustrated and upset and everything else uh, that people feel in the midst of this storm. But can you imagine the glory that, I mean, I thought we want to glorify God. And, and with all the junk you're going through, all that's happening to you, and here you're still glad. Do you realize how much glory God gets from that? Let me tell you something about your enemy. Look at your neighbor and say, the devil. The devil is constantly telling God that believers cannot pass the test. He's constantly telling God that believers are not uh, whom God thinks that they are. I mean, after all, Satan told God that he could incite Job to curse God to his face. Well, likewise, if you are significant in the eyes of God, if you have favor with God, if you're somebody that God really values, uh, Satan will try to discredit you. If you are going through, quote unquote, I say to you right now, encourage yourself in the Lord. And here this, I'm in a phase of my life where I'm learning how to encourage myself. I cannot depend on other people to encourage me. Even though I'm the pastor of this church, I can't uh, depend on uh, any of you to encourage me. But guess what? I'm learning how to encourage myself in the Lord. So I'm saying to everybody in here, if you're going through, encourage yourself in the Lord. And tell yourself, uh, no matter what God, no matter, in other words, no matter what. Just tell yourself, no matter what. God's got to get the glory from my situation. Tell you something. And whatever you're going through, you just keep telling yourself, I don't care how bad it's getting. And I'm sick and tired of this. Anybody sick and tired of what you're dealing with? Amen. Sick and tired of this. God's got to get the glory in this situation. Shame that devil make him a liar by still being glad despite whatever you're going through. <laughs> Being glad despite whatever you're going through uh, is viable. Everybody say viable. I mean, that's feasible. It's, it's possible. Uh, we can be glad in the midst of our storm when we have faith that our storm will soon pass over. Uh, We can be glad in the midst of our troubles uh, uh, when we recognize uh, that troubles don't last always. We can be glad in the midst of our crisis uh, when we are confident that our change uh, is coming. Therefore, if your change has not come, uh, be glad that your change uh, is coming coming. Everybody do this. Uh, uh, just say it's coming. Yes, uh, it's coming. It's it's coming. And, and since it's coming, come on. I'm not saying go like this because that, that means it's going. But I'm saying go like this. Uh, it's come on now. Come on. Some of y'all don't want to participate, but you want something to happen. That's why nothing happens because you don't participate. Amen. If, if you really needed to come, go ahead and, and, and get with me right now. And just say it's coming. Uh, come on now. Uh, make that devil lie right now. Amen. Just say it's coming. Go ahead and be glad. Go ahead and be glad. Be glad. Thirdly and lastly, be grateful. (laughs) Look at somebody just say, "Be be grateful. Being ungrateful can limit your blessings. If you are ungrateful, you need to know that you are still blessed because you're still alive. So to these individuals who's walking around here feeling like anybody else is being blessed but you, the fact that you can recognize what others uh, appear to be uh, going through, it shows that you are still alive. You still have breath. Maybe you don't have what you want, but you got something that's more more precious than anything you could want, and that's breath. That says you're still blessed. Will somebody just take a moment and and praise God for, for the breath that you have in your body? So, I say, if you're ungrateful, you are still blessed because you're still alive. However, life can be so much better for you if you would be grateful. So, to these individuals that's listening, whether here or by of streaming, uh, hear this. uh, If you're an ungrateful person, hear this. Life can be so much better for you if you would be grateful. To illustrate, many of us enjoy giving to others when they. Uh, respond with gratitude. Anybody in here, it, it makes you happy. It makes you feel good when you do something for somebody. And then after doing it, you can tell that they're happy and, and they're grateful to you for what you did. Anybody feel that? Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Personally, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want people to receive from me and act like I owe it to them. Every now and then I remind my children of that. So y'all grown now. I don't have to do anything that I do. (laughs) Usually I do not expect uh, the recipient to give me back something in exchange for what I give. But I do expect and enjoy the recipient to be grateful as a result. I had two experiences. Let me see if I can share them very quickly. Two experiences last week of opportunities to give. The first was last week. I don't remember which weekday it was, but I was at Bank of America about to go to the ATM machine. There was a a man there, and he was asking for help. He told me he was hungry. Safeway was nearby. I shared with him, since he was hungry, let's get you some food here at Safeway. He told me that uh, his preference is food, Max, and not Safeway. (laughs) Because of that ungrateful spirit, he talked himself out of some food from me. (laughs) I concluded at that moment, if you can, as old folks say, be picky, you're not all that needy. But then on just yesterday, I had another experience, and I I saw a a lady with her child in the middle of the street, in the aisle of the street, and she was um, uh, Offering a flower or flowers or roses to individuals if they would just give her some type of donation and she was on the sign talking about she had a need for help and here that's the Lord put it in my spirit to, to bless this woman, I blessed her with a nice, something really nice and, 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 and in and, and, and blessing her, she was so grateful. She was so grateful, even though I gave her more than what I would probably give the average person that I don't know, I gave her more. It made me almost feel like even doing, even taking it even further. I don't don't think y'all see what I'm trying to illustrate. This is the way God is. God expects and he enjoys us as recipients when we are grateful to him for whatever He does for us. The same way that you and I feel good when we share with somebody something and then they don't act like we're supposed to do it, but they show their gratitude. That's the way God is. God feels good. We make God feel good whenever he blesses us and in return we can't repay him. We cannot repay God for all that he does for us, but there's one thing we can do, and that is be grateful. Be grateful. Brothers and sisters, uh, we should thank God all the time. In other words, before we ask Him for anything, we should start thanking Him for everything. We should thank God all the time for all of His manifold blessings. The Bible says in First Thessalonians chapter five, verse eighteen, in everything. Everybody say everything. I can't hear y'all. Say it loudly, everything. The Bible says in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus uh, concerning you. Look at that neighbor and just say, be grateful. be grateful. My beloved being grateful will get you a whole lot more. Uh, for example, let me go personal. When, when I give my, 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 my kids something, uh, I'm pleased uh, when they are grateful. I'm so pleased that it galvanizes me uh, to give them more. Uh, last week, uh, one of my granddaughters uh, had a birthday, and I, I told her, "I said, I wish her a happy birthday." I said, and, and, and when I see you on Sunday, I got a, a nice gift for you. She was saying, "Thank you, Pop. Thank you, Papa." But 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 just uh, just re- just hearing just receiving uh, uh, her gratitude, uh, it made me feel good. So hear this: uh, ah, uh, I, I'm so pleased that it galvanizes me. To to give them more. Well, likewise, what do you think about God? When God gives His children anything, He is pleased when we are grateful. He is so pleased that it galvanizes him uh, to give us more. Let me hit this thing good. Maybe somebody in here right now has not received a particular blessing because uh, you are not grateful for what God has already done for you. I mean, after all, if you're grateful, you, you, you ought to act like it. I, 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 y'all quiet in here. I said, if you're grateful, you ought to act like it. Somebody's still not hearing me. Look at that neighbor and just say, act like it. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, In other words, don't sit in church, which is the house of praise, and act like God has done nothing for you. Don't, don't do that. Uh, it, 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 well, let me go here. If, if, if you can make noise in other places... Wake up somebody. Oh, yeah. If you can make noise in other places... Then I don't need to spell out the other places. You know where your other place is. Amen. If you can make noise in other places... You should be able to make a joyful noise in the house of the Lord. So, so, so I'm, saying, I'm saying to, to the great St. John, if, if God has done something for you, yes, <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but you are too dignified. You're too cute. You're too refined to praise him. I don't blame him for not doing for you what you want him to do. You see, if if you're grateful to God for what he's done for you, you ought to demonstrate it. Come come on now. Let me me say it again. Uh, You ought to act like it look at that neighbor one more time and say act like it what what do you mean pastor give him the glory I'm talking about if God has done anything for you give him the glory come on now give him the praise come on I see you praise him with the clapping of your hands (laughs) praise him with the patting of your feet Him uh, uh, by opening your mouth and shouting hallelujah. Praise Him by shouting out thank you, Jesus. Praise Him by shouting, saying, Glory to God. Glory to the King of Kings. Glory to the Lord of Lords glory to the rock of my salvation Uh, somebody that know that God has blessed you ought to go ahead and give God some glory up in here right I mean after all if he blessed you is it asking too much for you to bless him If he's been good to you, if he brought you out of a situation, is it asking too much of you to to bless God? To give God some glory? I don't believe in taking anything for granted. I'm learning to take some things that A lot of folk just take for granted, but I'm learning to praise God because it's so essential. For example, hear this. I I believe in praising God for keeping me in my right mind. Because there's so many that's younger than me that's not in their right mind. So so here's an area where we're going to hear this corporately praise God for the same thing. If you are in your right mind, go ahead and praise God. You're going to praise him for keeping you in your right mind. It, it, it is, it, if you got a mind where you were able to understand everything I've said so far, because somebody can't hear, somebody don't understand, but you heard. And the Bible says, blessed is he that have an ear to hear. If you were able to hear and then understand what God was saying uh, through me to you in this word today about His coming, go ahead and praise God for that. Let me see if I can conclude here. Today's message is entitled, It's Coming. Everybody say, It's Coming. Our psalmatic text is recorded in Job 14. Chapter 14, verse 14, which again reads, if a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. The key idea says, your change is coming. Everybody repeat those words, your change change. is coming. Get your neighbor's attention, look at that neighbor again and tell that neighbor, just say, your change is coming. We suggested three ways you should be in the meantime. I want y'all to phone back at me. Amen. Uh, Your change is coming. It's future tense. Well, what should we be? How should we be in the meantime? First of all, be what? And then secondly, be what? And then third, be what? Go ahead and praise God for that. Praise him for that. (laughs) Jesus was able to endure the cross because he knew that his change was coming. He suffered while hanging on that cross. Uh, He died uh, being separated from God the Father temporarily because uh, uh, he took on the sins of the world for our redemption. But after being buried in a borrowed tomb, uh, he did uh, arise. Uh, He was resurrected. In other words, he got up early Sunday morning with all power in heaven and in earth. Jesus died on Friday knowing that he would rise again Sunday morning. In other words, he knew that it's coming. Today I come to tell somebody that your change is coming. It's coming because Jesus is going to fix it after a while. Is that good news to somebody? I said it's coming. Because Jesus is going to fix it after a while. Uh, I can relate to the song that says, Trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. Uh, uh, Trouble, I said, in my way. Uh, I have to cry sometimes. Uh, I don't know about you, but I lay awake at night. Uh, But that's all right. Uh, Why? Because Jesus will fix it after a while. Anybody up in here know that he will fix it? Oh, I'm asking, won't he fix it? If you know that he will fix it, I need you to look at somebody right now and I don't want you to testify. Look at somebody and say, I know he will fix it because he fixed it for me. Look at that neighbor, y'all gonna have to have some church with me here. Look at that same individual and I want you to say to that neighbor, I tried him. I tried him for myself. Ah, y'all don't hear me today. It's coming because Jesus is going to fix it after a while. I know he will because... I tried him I'm not talking about What somebody told me I'm not talking about What I heard somebody else say But I've made it This far in my life Because I tried him And I know That he will He will After a while He will by and by Won't he do it somebody. uh, I said, won't he do it? Uh, I got to leave y'all alone. Uh, I need to conclude right now. Uh, But I need you uh, to participate one more time. Uh, I need somebody uh, uh, who knows that the Lord will uh, to get with me on this. uh, If you know that he will. Uh, Come on now. Uh, Now, if you don't know he Will, I want you to just sit there but if you know that he will, this time I want you to find you somebody. Maybe you've been sitting next to a neighbor and every time you say something to that neighbor, that neighbor looks like you are bothering him. You're bothering her. Well, this time I want you to find you a neighbor that looks like they want to have some church. I want you to find you a neighbor that looks like they want to praise the Lord. If you got to go to another pew, if you got to cross over to the other side, it's all right. But you need to make contact with you another neighbor right now. Get you somebody that looks like they want to have some church. And I want you to Say to that person, uh, tell that neighbor uh, that he may not uh, come when you want him, uh, uh, but he's always, he's always, always. I don't want to have church up here, uh, he's always right on time. Uh, uh, he's always never too late, but uh, never too soon. Uh, but he's always uh, anybody up in here know that he's always, always. But on time, uh, he's an on time God. Yes, he is. Uh, He's always. uh, I'm going to leave you on that. He's always. uh, He's always. uh, He's always. He's always. Ah! a great praise in here. And you know, I really believe the greater your praise, the greater your blessing. Oh, when those praises go up, blessings got to come down. Oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Go ahead and praise God because it's coming, it's coming. Hallelujah. Bless you. Don't forget in the meantime, be what? Godly. Then be what? Glad. you so high in the Holy Spirit, I know you can't think of it. All right. Yes. And then the third one is to be what? Grateful. Well, if you were blessed uh, by this worship experience today, go ahead and praise the Lord. That's wonderful, wonderful. Your eyes are closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Blessing us at the North Campus and then blessing us here at the South Campus. Thank you for even adding to the church at the North Campus. Lord, we pray that you would give us what it takes to to be steadfast in being godly, glad, and grateful. Just knowing that it's coming is so encouraging. I pray for people who are not saved. I pray for people who are saved and need a church home. I pray for your people here as well as those viewing by way of streaming this in the midst of a crisis. Lord, you promised you would not put more on us than what we can bear. So we just pray, Lord, just help us to hold out. Hold out till our change comes. Father that as we prepare to present your tithes and offerings that they be acceptable in our sight in our departure the spirit will continue to abide with us till we meet again in Jesus name you say and your eyes are closed nobody's watching you those of you in person those of you viewing by viewing by we're streaming is a time for you to respond if you're not saved but you would like to be saved people's viewing by we're streaming there's a link that you can fill out submit it we will respond promptly. If you need a church home just respond promptly. but people that's in here if you're not saved but you would like to be saved you have this option you can raise your hand now or, or there's a form that's behind that pew in front of you fill it out and then once you have filled it out give it to an usher somebody at the front desk or put in an offering basket and we will respond promptly. Again, if you're not saved but want to be saved, you can raise your hand right now. All right. All right. All right. Again, if you're not saved. You don't know Jesus, but you would like to be saved. Raise your hand and just hold your hand up. Not saved. Go ahead, Ernie. Yes. Go Anybody else in here?